Hello, how you doing? Welcome to season three, episode seven of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope your week's going well. As I'm talking to you now, I'm looking at bright blue skies, just a couple of white fluffy clouds. Looks a little bit windy, but overall, for the fact this is early October, the weather is looking pretty good. But being honest with you, I'm not here right now. When you are listening to this, I will be sunning myself in Orlando. I'm going to Disney World. And honestly, I am so excited. I have been. I've been twice. I went when I was eight and then again when I was 10. And I feel like doing it as an adult is going to be a whole new experience. We're not taking any kids. It's a family holiday, but this is purely for adults. And honestly, I'm just buzzing. Moving on now to this week's episode. So before I started recording season three, I planned out every single solo episode that would be needed for this series. So I was prepared, so I was organised. But since I've started recording, I haven't actually looked at that notebook that has all my plans in because I always find when it comes to the day that I know I'm going to record or around that time when I know I'll be recording in the next couple of days, an idea will come into my head of what I feel is relevant to talk about at that time and I feel that that is such a better way of me recording. I mean to be honest for all I know I've written this idea down in my book I can't remember but this came through. I was doing a meditation this morning because after chatting with Clarice on an episode that will now be two or three episodes ago it was a really good episode I learned a lot about meditation and self-development and I am a massive advocate for meditation I've done it on and off for years but I did notice it's a habit that I have slipped for about a year year and a half I really haven't been consistent I've done the odd one once every few months um and I missed it and talking with Clarice I realized how much I missed it so the last couple of days I've been getting back into meditation and while I was meditating this morning the idea came into my head and I was like you know what I'm gonna roll with it so this week's episode is all about how to pivot when everything in your life changes it might be that everything falls apart it might be just one huge blow but so often that pivot to a new direction can feel absolutely petrifying So let's start this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Throughout our lives, there are going to be times where our life needs to pivot or change direction. And sometimes they're just going to be small tweaks and changes here and there. And other times it's going to feel like our life is doing a complete flip 180 on its head. And suddenly we feel like we're upside down. We're on a path we never saw ourselves being on. We have no idea what we're doing. We thought we were going one way. Now we feel like we're going in reverse and it just feels petrifying and very very daunting depending on who you are and how your mind works will depend how you feel about these pivots and these changes so for example there are people and I'm probably one of these people where small changes can actually feel like quite a big 
ideal. I like to know what I'm doing. I like to know where I'm going. And if something feels like it's changed, especially when I was in my earlier 20s, that used to unsettle me quite quickly. But there are other people that thrive off of unpredictability. They love that excitement. They love that they don't know where they're going to be from one day to the next. So those small changes feel like nothing. But to another person, they can feel much bigger. So obviously, these pivots and changes will feel different depending on who you are and how your mind works. And to be completely honest with you now, I think the reason that this topic floated into my head this morning during my meditation is because recently I have noticed some of my old thought processes start to rear their head where it's probably because we're going on a very big holiday. There's a lot of excitement. This holiday was supposed to happen about 10 years ago and then life being life, these pivots and changes happened and we weren't able to go. We were then going to try and go in 2020. We all know what happened there. And so it could just be literally me getting overwhelmed at the thought of making sure the podcast is ready, that work is all ready and I'm not leaving anyone in the lurch and I've got all my handover stuff ready to go, that the cat's all settled and Bertie's got enough food, that the house is nice for the person that's coming to stay, that I've packed everything I want to take because it's such a once in a lifetime holiday. I don't know when I'll do this again. So I want to make sure I've got everything I've thought of. And I think because of that, I've realized that that's leaking into everyday life for me. I'm starting to be very analytical in a way that's not good for me because it stresses me out. I'm living in more of a fight or flight response while I'm being like that because I'm worried I've forgotten something. I'm worried I'm going to miss something. So I'm constantly second guessing myself and checking myself. And I realized today that these are the old habits that I have worked really hard to, they never go away completely, but to limit so that they don't impact your life in the way that they were. When I started season three, I did say that most of these episodes are going to be on issues around divorce or a breakup after a serious long-term relationship because there are so many tangents and angles to a divorce, to a long-term breakup that can feel really isolating if you don't know anyone going through it. And where I've noticed that my brain is starting to work in ways that I had taught it not to do, some old habits were starting to creep in again just a little bit, it really got me reminiscing and thinking about how bad I used to be in my early 20s. So about 10 years ago, if I had plans with friends and somebody needed to change that plan, whether that was literally, oh, I thought my boyfriend was giving me a lift, he can't now, do you mind picking me up? While of course I don't mind picking somebody up, the stress I used to feel that a plan was changing because that then meant that I had to reassess what time I needed to leave. So what time did I actually need to get ready for now? How long do I need to get ready? I would get all flustered. And when I think back to it now, it feels quite silly, but I really would. I would live my life in such a stressed state of always worrying and always feeling that the only way to relax was to know exactly what was coming next. And if I knew what was coming next, then I could feel confident, then I could feel happy, then I could chill because there's nothing to worry about. And the reason why that thought process is problematic is because in life, with any situation from the tiny, small day-to-day details, there is never an 100% guarantee. Yes, 90% of the time, if you are somebody that likes routine, you like stability, you create a routine at home for yourself so you know that on Mondays, maybe you get up before work to do a wash load. Um, Tuesdays, you get up, you do your workout so you know where you are and you think that helps you feel in control and it eases your anxiety and it helps you feel relaxed and enjoy life more. But the truth is there could be one week where your washing machine breaks down and floods the kitchen. There might be a time where your alarm doesn't go off and you oversleep and then you're half an hour late to work. 
And these are things that even with the best of intentions, the most thought through plans, even if we're someone that literally every single day we plan, so we think that we're prepared and that life will go well, that somehow something will never happen. And while it's really good to be organized, it's really good to have an idea of where you want to go in life and find your purpose, find your passion. These are all things that are still valid, but it's doing it in a way where you are not too attached to an outcome from living that way because there are always going to be hurdles and bumps and things that you didn't see coming. And I believe you can over-prepare. I believe you can over-analyze to the point that you are just not enjoying your life as much because you are constantly stressing, thinking that you're preparing for a better tomorrow, a safer tomorrow. It means you'll have a good day tomorrow. But when tomorrow comes, you're then worrying about tomorrow again. And really, you're never living in the moment because you're constantly looking out for these pivots, all these shifts. And I was somebody that really, really struggled and did spend a lot of my time stressing, worrying. If I heard someone's tone change, I'd have to worry there. Does that mean something could go wrong? Are they upset with me? Let me spend a week analysing it and see if I said something wrong or did something wrong to make sure I can be prepared so there's no changes or fallout. A lot of my issues are around loss. So if I ever thought I'd upset somebody, that would set me into a spiral of trying to stop a pivot or a change in the friendship or the relationship. And I've obviously talked about this a fair amount now, but in March 2020, I had my dream job, what I thought was my dream job. And my life has done such a flip, 180, 360, I don't even know what degree at this point, to how I thought it was going to go. So if I think back to 20-year-old Charlotte, I was in a relationship with my perfect on paper boyfriend and I was at university, I was studying media, I was going to be the next Holly Willoughby, I had a really supportive family and network so I knew that I could do some internships and and the low paid jobs or the work for free for a few years to build up that reputation and get that job and hit the ground running and by the time I'm 30 I will be married, I will have children and I'll be on the telly and I'll be making loads of money but I'll be really happy because it's such a fun job and I'll be really grateful And that is what I saw my life doing. And between the age of 20 and 30, I had a lot of great times. I had a lot of good memories. I had a lot of lovely things. And I'm going to give you a good example of how when my life took a positive change, it had a positive pivot where I thought I was on that next step up to get that life that 20-year-old Charlotte was dreaming of. I got to 24. And at that point, although I'd had a lot of radio experience, some TV experience, none of it had been paid. Anybody that works in media will tell you the amount of stuff you get where they they sell you in and they say, but it's not paid, it will look great on your CV. And you do know that with any industry, there is an element of working your way up. And I was more than happy to do that. So I got to about 24 and I was job hunting. At this point, I was working at my community station, volunteering, and I think I was drive time presenter. So I was just getting to this point where I was really familiar. I'd built my confidence up enough and I applied for a job at a travel centre that I saw in central London. Looked very glamorous. It was doing travel bulletins for stations across BBC, different commercial stations. And I put a demo in and I didn't get the job, but I asked for feedback. And to this day my supervisor in that job is one of the best I've ever had. He was just the most genuine, lovely, really wanted to give you that chance and help you in any way that he could. And although I didn't get the job, he said, why don't you come in and you can do some shadowing and maybe we can practice recording another demo. And I was like, great. Yeah, absolutely. The day that I had arranged to go in and record my demo, my dog that I'd had since the age of seven, bless her, she, I mean, she got to, I think she was 16. 
and she was on the way out. She was so adorable, but she was had dementia. She was getting poorly, and she was keeping us up all night, every night for a good few weeks with that howling, like she'd become very puppy-like. And I was absolutely shattered. I'd got my day at the travel broadcasting place, and I'd also got a day at another radio station to go in and have a talk and sort of network and see what I could do. And I put them in my diary, but I was so tired, I didn't check my diary. I just mentally went, I'm here on Monday and I'm here on Tuesday. So on the Monday, I drove to the radio station thinking, I'm here today and tomorrow I've got to get the train to London. And I walked in and the guy straight away went, you're not here till tomorrow. And I said, no, no, definitely today, definitely today. And just by chance, somebody that worked at that radio station also worked at the travel bulletin place and he used to do like double shifts. So he called in. And yes, I was supposed to be in London in about 10 minutes from this phone call. And he was really nice, really understanding that I'd made a mistake. So he rescheduled me for the following week. And I couldn't believe I'd done it, but I tried to make it work really, really stressed. So I scheduled a date for about, it was either a week or two weeks time. And within that time, my dog passed away. And obviously I was heartbroken. And the day she passed away, I also had a car accident where a car had driven into my door and driven into my arm and I was fine but just a bit of shock and upset I actually ended up being quite ill that night so again I was like I cannot go in when I'm throwing up you know sorry TMI but I was like I can't try and get on a train when I feel this poorly so again for the second time I had to reschedule the demo recording and I thought he's that's it like media is very cutthroat you miss that chance and you're out most of the time but he gave me that third opportunity and I was so grateful I got in there and after recording a demo a week or two weeks went by and I got an email offering me a freelance position so it was a zero hours contract but anytime anybody was off or they needed some cover you would be in and that was my break that was my first paid presenting gig and that should have been an absolutely amazing night for me that's a pivot it was a positive pivot in the direction I wanted my life to go in and I celebrated that evening I think I found out around four-ish went to bed at about half nine ten and I remember my ex at the time he fell asleep and the anxiety bolt that went through me because I knew that the shift started at 6 a.m. I was like, I can't get to London for 6am. I was looking at the trains from where I lived at the time and the earliest I could get into London was half past six. I'd already convinced myself within this hour that I was going to be sacked or not picked for any shifts because I can't get there when they need me to be there. And I was nearly in tears. And the next day I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is an amazing time. And I've, that memory I've tarnished by looking for the things that could go wrong for this new change. Just enjoy it, embrace it, you'll make it work. Everything always works out in the end. But in my 20s, I can see that I was always looking for something to go wrong and needing to be prepared in case that happened. And that meant that every pivot that I made, even the positive ones, were having a negative impact on me. I have now finally learnt which is why I think I have so much awareness and the fact that I've managed to catch myself within a week of slightly overthinking, overanalyzing, overpreparing that there is a way to navigate the most devastating and feels like a bomb's just gone under your life type pivots and changes. Moving on a few years down the line, I was still doing freelancing. It wasn't very stable. I would get false opportunity after false opportunity or something that seemed really good, but it was usually that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And then I was offered a producer job at a radio station that I've been freelancing at for years, hoping for that break in. And I finally got that offer. And I was so excited because I was 29 at the time. And I was like, nine years in the making, 
it's all paying off. I'm finally getting that consistency. I'm getting a role that I can start in. I have that foundation of a media job that I can then grow from rather than freelancing and feeling like I'm jumping from here to here but not really getting anywhere. Four months into that position, I lost it. And it sounds like I lost it through COVID, but I didn't. I was too trusting in a situation and I have definitely learned my lesson. Um, But I lost the job. And then within two weeks of that happening, my marriage ended and then lockdown started. So from being the person that would have a bad day if a friend slightly changed a dinner plan to losing the job that she finally thought was her career job and then losing her marriage with the person she'd been with since she was 19, my life was no longer going in the direction that I had been working on and planning for the last 10 years. The pivot and the change there was absolutely massive. In fact, I don't know what, at that point, I didn't know which direction I was going in. I just knew I was no longer on that same path and that I wanted to make some big changes. And although at that time, it felt like a lot of the situations were taken out of my hands, they were out of my control. I had very little say in what was going on. It all just seemed to be happening around me. It was the first time I got clarity around how I'd been giving myself so much unnecessary stress, anxiety and worry over changes and realizing that that over-preparing and over-worrying doesn't bring any good. It really, really doesn't. And actually, if you could just embrace the change that has been put in front of you, whether you've created it yourself, whether you've been the one to suddenly walk away from a job or a relationship, or whether you're the one that feels like you've literally just been kicked out on your ass and you're sitting on the ground like, what just happened? You can make that the best pivot change of your life. And you don't have to rush to do that either. But the way to do that is to teach yourself to stop over-preparing for eventual changes. It's say it's the way to navigate those big, huge pivots and changes is to learn how to balance your mind between what you can control and what you can't and learning to embrace what you can't and learning that who you are is not defined by the path that you thought you were on. Because so much of my insecurity around everything in my life in my 20s, my work, my relationship, how people saw me was always based on external factors. It was always like, I will only be good enough when I feel like this person really loves me. When I get that job, finally, after all of these freebies and things being dead ends and full starts, then I'll be good enough. And I know my life is okay. It was like, until I knew that, I felt like my life wasn't good. It's like my life was waiting to start until all that happened. And the truth is, my life was going on the whole time. I just wasn't paying very good attention to it. So those first few weeks of lockdown where I had to make this change. Now, I was very fortunate because it was lockdown, the whole world stopped with me. So I had time to pause and just lay in bed for the day crying or get up and binge Gossip Girl all day while I was processing all of these changes that were happening. But the way that I created a new path for my life and the way that I handled that huge pivot and that flip 180 or flip 360 depending on how far you think they're going for you, these flips. (laughs) I keep changing the direction, don't I? But this is the point, is that my life right now is the happiest I have ever been. It is the most fulfilled I have ever been. I'm in a completely different career, which I absolutely love. And I'm in a relationship that I absolutely love. And it works for me in ways that I didn't even think about in my 20s. I wasn't even aware of in my 20s. And I definitely notice that when I'm in these moments of being in my head and over planning and trying to prepare for any eventuality, I can worry about my life feels so good right now. Is something about to happen? Am I waiting for a blow? Am I preparing for another disaster to come? And 
the way that I have learned to embrace the pivots and make the most out of these pivots is that I know I'm going to still have a load more come my way. I'm only 33 and touch wood, wherever wood is, there we go. I'm here for a long time yet and there will be changes and decisions that need to be made where I think my life's going one way but actually it's going to end up going over here and that is what life is supposed to be about. I, th- I feel and this is just my personal opinion so if I'm completely wrong please correct me but my opinion is our brain is designed to keep us safe. So if we are someone that does get a little bit more anxious or a bit more insecure or we're going through an insecure phase our brain loves stability and routine because it knows we're much more likely to survive that way. But there is so much more to life and the spirituality of life and the universe and things that we can do that we have to disconnect from our brain a little bit, get into our body more and see what lights us up and follow that and realize that sometimes decisions we made when we were 10 years younger might not have been coming from our true purpose or our true goal. They might have been influenced by, for example, I think that I wanted to be a presenter. I absolutely loved it. I love doing this podcast. Like there is an element of the job I love that is just for the sake of loving it and no other reason. But I do know it gave me a sense of validation and it made me feel more worthy when someone told me I did a good job because when you're a presenter, you're being yourself in a way. So if someone says they like you, it's like, well, they actually like me. I'm not acting. I'm not being someone else. I'm sort of being a, a, I think they call it a you on a Barocca day. Like when you've had one of those, energy vitamin tablets and you're feeling really good and buzzy that's what a good presenter should be and if anyone ever said any comments like that to me it made me feel worthy and what I have done is I have detached and if I notice that I am attaching myself again I just start to detach how I value myself based on others I value myself based on myself and if I trust that I know life is always working out for me I immediately feel so much better I feel so much more present and I am enjoying my life so much more and those days where I know I'm overthinking and I'm like maybe this means this maybe I should check that I'm not really living my brain I thank it for trying to protect me and keep me safe but I have to remind it that I am as safe as I'm ever going to be and I need to get on with living and so if you are someone that really really struggles with having to make a decision maybe it's you've got offered a job and it means moving to a whole new country a whole new culture and you love the job you want to take it but the that aspect of moving away from everything you've known feels too terrifying just explore the idea you don't have to jump on it impulsively that does work for some people but take some time to play with ideas how I learned my new path while I I spent a good two years where I was alone and job hunting and I would just research job after job and see what parts of job descriptions I liked what bits did I resonate with what bits did I really not but not out of would I be good at that but out of what excites me what makes me feel like yeah that would be fun And that is how I put together a podcast based on relationships and realize that's where my passion is, is evolving and learning through relationships, through communication. And that's how I found matchmaking and found a job that I enjoyed media. I will always have a special place in my heart for my media history. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. But where I'm at now just feels so much more meaningful to me and if I had allowed my brain to be like my younger self brain and that over anxious over worried overthinking if I let that continue I would not have been able to have the life I have now I wouldn't be living it because I'd have been too scared to make any jumps any leaps see what's on the other side of fear and I think the biggest takeaway from when a pivot or change happens in life is that nothing is permanent that's the good and the bad 
So when we get to a good place, we should enjoy it and make the most of it. And when we're in a bad place, know that it will pass and a good time will come because it's never, life never stays. And unfortunately, the brain thinks if we can stay in the same place, we're safe, but that's not how life works. And it's trying to balance between the two. But when you can find that place of just knowing yourself and trusting yourself, the more you trust yourself, the more that you know whether a pivot or a change is in your control or not, whether you've made the decision or someone else has kind of made it for you, depending what the situation is, the more trust you have in yourself, the more you know that you will be okay and you will navigate it. And better yet, you might make it the best change that's ever happened to you. And if you are someone who really struggles with change or pivots in life, whether they're really good and exciting or really heartbreaking and sometimes just feel absolutely terrifying, it might be a good idea to think about why you struggle so much with change and why do you need everything to feel the same? Because that feeling of needing to keep things the same, of trying to hold things together, even when they feel like they're slipping through your fingers, means that that situation might not necessarily be the right situation for you. Maybe it's a job that just isn't working. Maybe it's a relationship where there have been the same problems for years and years and years, and you're just hopeful that they'll get better, and you feel that you would rather have that person than not have them at all. But actually, if you look at how you're spending the majority of your time in that relationship, in that job are you happy are you fulfilled really look at the deeper feelings within your situation because sometimes if we don't like change we can become so fixated on things not changing that we're not looking at the bigger picture and how much more amazing things there might be out there for us because we're so fixated on keeping things safe and keeping things the same the minute we can accept that things are supposed to flow, things are supposed to move and change and pivot throughout the years. And that if we choose to embrace that, we can feel so many more feelings of abundance and love and happiness and safety in a way that we've never felt by learning to embrace those pivots. It really will change everything for you because you may not be staying in a situation for the right reasons. A fear of any type of change or just a fear of things not being as they used to be is not enough of a reason to keep things as they are. I could talk about this for ages because it's something that I am hugely passionate about, like a lot of things on this podcast, but I will leave this episode here. I hope you got something from it and you can always find out more on my Instagram at Charlotte Jones Presents. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and I will see you soon. Mm -hmm.